Welcome back to the I Want to Be Like You podcast, the mother-daughter podcast that will make you laugh, make you cry, and probably make you a little uncomfortable. The title of this episode is Plenty of Fish in the Sea, and we are your hosts, Christina and Piper. I promised I would always give you guys warnings whenever we would talk about any kind of topic that's uncomfortable or can be very touchy for anyone. Today, we will be discussing eating disorders. I will be sharing my personal experiences. We'll also be talking about some things that have been said to Piper just in her childhood and as she becomes a teenager that can trigger those feelings because I think it's really important to talk about how young someone can be when those things start. This podcast is not to blame anyone or make anyone feel uncomfortable. It's just to share our stories with you guys. On a lighter note, uh, in this podcast, we will also be talking about Piper's decision to become a pescatarian because I can't not share her reasoning with you guys. It's just so Piper. All right, so we're going to start you guys out with a few statistics just to give you a better idea of how common this can be and how expansive the definition of an eating disorder can be. These are the most recent numbers according to the National Eating Disorder Association. At any given point in time, between 0.3 and 0.4% of young women and 0.1% of young men will suffer from anorexia. A 2007 study asked 9,282 English-speaking Americans about a variety of mental health conditions, including eating disorders. The results published in Biological Psychiatry found that 0.9% of women and 0.3% of men had anorexia during their life. When researchers followed a group of 496 adolescent girls for eight years until they were 20, they found 5.2% of the girls met criteria for DSM-5 anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating disorder. When the researchers included nonspecific eating disorder symptoms, a total of 13.2% of girls had suffered from a DSM-5 eating disorder by age 20. People's typical definition of an eating disorder that doesn't cover everything that can affect the way someone treats their body and how they feed their body. So we're just going to jump right in. Um, I started having an eating disorder when I was just 11 years old and I was in sixth grade, sixth or seventh, sixth grade. I was in sixth grade and I was going through that like typical childhood chubby phase like normal kids do yeah as one does um I was going through a typical chubby phase and I got really self-conscious about my body and unfortunately the people around me at home and um you know I'm not gonna say other kids at school because like really we're in middle school people typically didn't give a shit yeah But adults would comment on my body and make me feel really insecure. So I started taking diet pills at 11. And it's crazy to think about because you can't buy diet pills if you're under 18. And I had someone that would buy them for me. I know that they thought they were just supporting what I had asked for. But it's one of those things where I'm 11 and if I'm going to an adult and telling them I'm so unhappy with my still growing body, 
that I need to put pills in my system to literally keep me from growing, then I do feel as an adult they should have said, no, this is not, no, this is, this will pass. And starting so young, it really, it really fucked up my body. I mean, you've seen pictures of me in high school. I was convinced that if I was not between, I was always told that my quote ideal weight was 115 to 120. Yeah. I was literally told that was my ideal weight. And when I think about that now, the fact that I was told my ideal weight is the same weight that my 13 year old is now. And you are stunning. I think you're perfect just the way you are. I absolutely hate that thought. And I know a lot of parents have that, that realization once they have kids where it's when they hear their kids not loving themselves that they hate the idea of their kid ever feeling the same way they did because it's not true. It never was. Yeah, it's just like a stupid thought in your mind. Right. You know? But when others fuel that, it's, I don't think anyone ever realizes, at least not until it's too late, the effect that they can have, even on someone so young, making comments like that. I know you've seen tons of pictures of me when I was in high school, and when I look back on it, and I've heard you in some of the photos of me, like, say, I look sick. Yeah, because you do. I do. I look sick. I look unhealthy. If you look my way at 13-year-olds, that's not healthy for an 18-year-old, 17-year-old? I was 16, 17 in those photos. Yeah. It, I mean, it got so bad where people don't seem to realize that when you don't give your body the nutrition it needs and the food that it wants, it messes up your insides. That's why I struggle as hard as I do now. When I got pregnant with you... I was still struggling with it and I actually went into one of the checkups and it was my doctor who, you know, Dr. Pilgrim is amazing and it was her and she has literally known me my whole life because she delivered me and she looked right at me. Um, She asked my mom to leave the room and she told me, I know you're not eating and I know you've struggled with this for a long time, but if you don't eat, you're going to hurt your baby. That's really what kind of jolted me out of that. I don't think I, I don't think I ever threw up a pee. Well, other than for morning sickness. Absolutely. I don't think I ever intentionally threw up another piece of food ever again. (laughs) And it's just, I don't think adults think about that and they really should. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know people have heard it more and that makes me so happy that they hear it more these days. But the BMI chart is some absolute total bullshit. Do not ever base your appearance or how, quote, healthy you are on a fucking BMI chart online. What is a BMI chart? It sounds familiar. Body mass index. And it is utter bullshit. It is honestly one of the most toxic measuring tools someone can use. Oh. Because it's just not accurate at all. But I try to make sure that... I'm as open and honest with you about my struggles with eating disorders because what I don't want is for you to endanger yourself like I did. Yeah. And I don't want the influences that I had influencing you. I don't want you to ever have the same thoughts about yourself that I had. You know? I've never had those thoughts about myself. The only, like, 
negative thoughts or anything I've had about myself is mostly my teeth. That's it. I hate that. Why do you, why? I don't like my teeth. I just don't. Your teeth are fine. I don't like them, but that's pretty much the only, like, negative thing I've ever thought about myself. Okay. Well, I don't even know what to do with that. You're, you know, you're 13. Your teeth are going to change. And, like, not only that, but, I mean, we literally couldn't get you braces a couple years ago because your baby teeth weren't all gone. I know. I know. So, it's like, it. I mean. They're all gone now. Well, honestly, okay. I'm kind of glad you said that because. You were so self-conscious about something that you couldn't change. It was just who you were and wasn't done developing. Yeah. The thought that I felt the need to take diet pills when my body wasn't done developing. I, I never even gave it a chance. I, I mean, frankly, doing the things I did as a preteen and as a teenager and a young adult, I really screwed myself. I mean, it has long-term effects. And if you just treat your body right, and I mean, there are other factors, of course. You know, you've got genetics, you've got medical conditions, which doctors can help you with. Not some rando person on fucking YouTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything, every single thing. Right. Like... I mean, honestly, and and I've got to let you guys know this. One of my clients, uh, her name is Colleen Christensen, and she is absolutely amazing. She's fantastic. If you guys are ever looking for any kind of encouragement or a healthy mindset to get into, I highly recommend you guys listening to her. She's so funny, and she has um, she's got. Her Instagram, which is Colleen Christensen, and it's called No Food Rules, is her blog. But she also has an app that's called The Society, and it's spelled S-O-C-I-E-A-T-Y. I highly recommend you guys download it. She's, it's just, I, I honestly cannot compliment this woman enough. Um, I don't think she ever realized how much she was helping me because, you know, She's one of our clients and we just work with her. But as I was, you know, learning her content and getting into all that, I just, she's got a follower for life from me. Wait, she's one of your clients? Yeah. I've been watching her for like a year or two. I love that. Are you serious? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't even tell you that until just now. I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I just looked her up because like. Obviously, I just recently got Instagram for our Instagram account. I'm like, I've been following her on YouTube. She's amazing, isn't she? She is. I love her so much. I know. And she, uh, honestly, she's just, I love her. She's hilarious. She is. And the way that she, in such a funny, you know, funny but straightforward way, is basically telling these people that want to comment on other people's bodies or eating habits to go screw themselves. Yeah. I love that. Like, yes, please. I honestly don't understand where people get off talking about other people's eating habits anyway. Seriously, like, it's it's none of your business. Yeah, well, not only that, but it's the negative ones. I, I think I talk about Cheryl's eating habits sometimes, but that's because, or David's too, they love to try new things, and I love to go with them to try new things. Yeah. Like, so many things I would have never tried without Cheryl or David. Food is amazing. I know. Muscles, I would have never tried that without David. Just because they freak me out. I can't look at them. They look like tiny tongues. Oh, ew. 
I don't know thought of them like that. They are delicious. They are delicious. They've got like the mouth and then they're just like. Oh, I've never thought of them like that. But they're good. They're delicious. I would have never eaten them without David. And I tried escargot at Disney with Cheryl last year. What's escargot? Snails. Oh. I'm not going to lie. It was delicious. I'd eat it again. Like, absolutely. You know, but there's a difference between, oh my God, I have to try that. I love that you're eating that. And being like, are you really going to eat that? I want to make sure that you know you're still growing and you're still becoming who you're going to be. And I'll never let you put yourself at risk. But that's why I'm so on top of you all the time. (laughs) Making sure that you've eaten for the day. And because I've been transparent with you, you do the same thing to me. You know, you're the first person in the house to notice that I have not eaten that day. It's... Yeah, and half the time it's because all you drinking is coffee. Drinking? Eating, whatever. Drinking? Had, had. Drunken. You said drinking. Drinking, drunken, whatever. Drinking. We're keeping that. No, please don't. Yeah. No, I know. But because you know that I struggle with anorexia and all that stuff, I, I know that you look out for me to make sure that I am eating. And I appreciate that. And I love you for that. And... I just don't want to keep anything like that from you because I don't want someone to make a comment to you. Well, actually, let me phrase it this way. If someone makes a comment to you about your body or what shape you're in or your weight or anything like that, I want the first thought in your head to be, I'm sorry, you need to stay in your lane. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's just, that's what I want you to think. And I know that you have your own experiences with things that have been said to you that I've had to step in and discourage. And I've done it before and I'll do it again. And I'm sorry if it's embarrassed you. It hasn't. I'm not going to let, I'm just not going to let those outside influences affect how you feel about yourself and how you treat your body. So for those of you who don't know, I go to a virtual school. Um, So I do school at home but it's on my computer and I can pretty much do it wherever. Like I could be in California and still be doing, I could, and still be doing it. Um, but when I first started virtual school, it was during the pandemic. And so I was in fifth grade. There was this person per se that told me that they were surprised that I still stayed in shape, even though I was going to virtual school and pretty much just sitting on my computer doing school. And I personally thought that that was pretty inappropriate for someone to say to, I think it was, I was 10 or 11 when they said that, I think. Yeah, you were pretty young. Yeah, and so that just wasn't appropriate for them to say. And when I told my mom, she got pretty upset by that. I did. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of lost my shit a little bit. And so that was, that was one of the first things I experienced with that. I think it was one of the first times you realized how seriously I take the subject as well. Yeah, 100%. There was, there was also a family member one time that when I was on like a trip with them, they would swallow their toothpaste because they told me that um, it would help them lose weight. What? Yeah. And I don't think that's true at all. Um, it's not. I think... That's why what? Who knows? Was this like an older person? Yeah. Okay. All right. 
what the f okay i don't even know what to do with that kind of lunacy i mean like i don't under okay the amount of people in our family that seem to equate being in good shape with being a good person and it's just not that at all it's just so bizarre to me i mean i remember after i had you and by after i had you i mean you were maybe a month old i went to a function we'll say and one of the older i mean like older older people there like grannies yeah patted my stomach and said oh i guess it's time to start running again soon huh and i just remember thinking I try to be as diplomatic as possible on these things, but full disclosure, I remember thinking in my head, I'm sorry, where the fuck do you get off? Are yeah. you kidding me? I just had a fucking baby a month ago. And I know you've heard so many times about people that talk about women bouncing back. I know. It's it's not possible. Like, some women can do it. Like, yeah, Cheryl. And, you know, oh, well. Your but Aunt she's Cheryl also works, crazy. She, she ain't oh, crazy, she but she works not. very hard. Um, yeah. But she's also very, like, your Aunt Cheryl's always been very in tune with her body. Yeah. You know? And, like, she was a dancer, so she's got, like, she's just very, and she's very self-aware, and she likes to be active, and, you know. But... Your Aunt Cheryl even says it's just so bizarre the pressure that people put on women, especially after having kids and everything like that, to quote bounce back. I just don't I just don't understand that at all, like on any level. My body is never, ever going to look the same as before I had you. Not yeah. ever. And I was nineteen when I had you. I quote bounced back, I guess, pretty well. But my body is never going to be the same. Yeah. And then after the boys and having C-sections and then having the medical complications that I had with Jay, like, it's just not possible. It's just, it, it's just impossible standards to live up to. It really is. And it's unhealthy. It is. And I want to make sure that you know not to have those. You know, I try to make sure you eat regularly and you eat healthy. But at the same time, and Colleen actually mentions this in several of her posts. Is it more productive for me to shame you about wanting to eat a cupcake or me feeling guilty for wanting to eat a cupcake and then me eating a bunch of other things, trying to satisfy that need and then eating the damn cupcake anyway? Or would it have been better for you to just eat the fucking cupcake? Yeah. It's you know what I'm ridiculous. saying? Like, that's ridiculous. And... A lot of it is, like, mental, too. Like, have you noticed that I always keep sweets in the house? I just do. And it's rare that I eat them. Yeah, because it's, like, when you finally get it, you want to savor it. No. Oh. It's because I don't feel like it's bad. I don't feel like it's off oh, limits. Yeah. It's there if I want it. Yeah. You know? And then I just don't crave it as much because I don't, I mean, it's there. Oh. And growing up. No sweets were left in the house for very long. There wasn't any junk food, things like that, because the theory was that if it was in the house, I'd eat it. But, like, I was just hungry. If it had been in the house, the binge eating wouldn't have happened because it, it would have been the norm for it to be in the house. I wouldn't have had this sense of, like, oh, well, it's here now, so I have to take advantage of it before it goes away. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I... I I don't like it when people have commented on your body or 
how you look or whether or not you're in shape or tried to push you into sports. No, seriously, I hate when people do that. They're like, you should do a sport or like you should do something that makes you be active and productive. When I do theater and I have to dance in them because oh, I no, do I've musicals. Seen you, you know, no, I've seen you after a rehearsal. You're all sweaty. Yeah. And disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you too. But yeah, sweaty and disgusting. Everyone else's standard of like, I mean, we could get into beauty standards all we want, but my main thing is your literal health and it all it stays with you someone that's had an eating disorder it's there all the time I still have moments now where I will forget to eat because I'll be busy I'm aware and then my mind literally says well you lasted this long you could probably last a little bit longer and it's so unhealthy because especially when you deprive your body of nutrients it will hold on to whatever you do give it it's just, it's a terrible mindset to be in. And I, I like, you know, to each their own people that want to do certain diets or, or whatever. But there are people in our lives that are like obsessed with fad diets, mm-hmm. like keto or fasting. And I'm just like, that's great for you. You stay over there with that toxic shit. It's one of those things where I'm like, and I try to be open about that. I'll say like, can we not talk about this in front of me? Like, it's hard for me to hear that. It's hard for me to hear someone else talk to me about what I should and shouldn't eat. Because all I go back to, I turn back into that 11-year-old that I used to be. It takes me to a really dark place where I start getting very self-conscious and not even really fully living my life because I'm spending the whole time wondering what everyone else thinks about my body. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's insane, and it's not a life that I want for you. It's also been bizarre when I've said, you know, could could we, like, not talk about this constantly? And they get offended. Yeah. What a, what a weird thing for me to tell you that something is genuinely making me uncomfortable and that I have a history with it and that I have legitimate reasons for being uncomfortable about it, and you're offended. Yeah, it's pretty rude. What a weird concept. I'm sorry about that. Well, you should be. It's all your fault. Oh. There was this time when I had to visit someone at the hospital. And I was wearing a certain top that showed my stomach. A crop top? Yeah, a crop top. Thank you. That's Okay. Because um, I'm obsessed with crop tops. They're amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know... A lot of women, especially women my age, are like, I want the bottom half of the shirt, too. And that's great. But I don't think they realize just how cute, especially us moms, can look in wide-leg, high-waisted pants with a cute little crop top. Yes, 100%. And it it emphasizes the waist. It does. And, honey, the waist is what we still have. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm I'm not a mom. Right. But but I've got the waist and then them childbearing hips. (laughs) (laughs) No, they told me that I shouldn't be wearing it because it shows my stomach. And I was confused by that. Wait, did it even show your stomach or did it just show the line above your pants? It showed a little bit of my stomach. Oh, okay. Um, Because of the way I was wearing it, it Mm, was like pushed up a little bit to like my collarbone a little bit. Um, Okay. The top, not the... Yeah, the top. Not the bottom. No, the top, top, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be inappropriate. That would. <laughs> Inappropro. 
no, it showed a little bit of my stomach, and they were like, you shouldn't be wearing that. You're too young for that, and it's showing your stomach. And I was confused by that, but then I started thinking, like, this person very much feels like people should always be wearing something modest and make you, like, that you should be fit and can't look a certain way. And like you said, I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. And someone shouldn't have commented about that because it's my body. Yeah. And I'm only, like, I'm going to turn 14 in, like, four months. Yeah. Um, But that's, like, not the point because there are certain people in the world that, like, genuinely believe that the only way you should look is skinny and fit mm-hmm. and also like you said goes with the beauty standards which isn't what we're talking about but it does That's okay you can, yeah and like there are like not just men there are women too that believe that women should look a certain way yeah and should feel a certain way yeah that goes back to the gender stereotypes yeah it does we talked about last week you know you having short hair yeah we've got a ton of people that are like no they're supposed to be skinny and have long hair and Okay, great. Yeah, and, like, I know I have... (laughs) Thanks so much for your service. (laughs) (laughs) Like, three of my closest friends, um, they're they're very into fitness. Like, they they do track and stuff. But, like, they very much, like, value, like, being, like, just eating whatever you want and, like, Mm -hmm. living the life you want fully. They did struggle with certain things. But they then came to realize that just live your life like you want. And it nobody should comment on your body or how they feel about it because it's your body. And I just find it very disgusting that people think that they can have opinions over someone else's body or how they look. Yeah. And it, it just is annoying. I think it's really important that we talk about how early it can happen. Because I was only 11, and unfortunately, I do know that there are kids even younger than that that have struggled with, you know, body image issues because these adults, I don't think they think about the fact that this tiny person they're speaking to is listening. Yeah, and has feelings and emotions. And has feelings and emotions, and they're going to grow up and be an adult. The adult you're going to see later is directly affected by the way you're treating the child now. Yeah. I think the most insulting thing was trying to tell people in my family that I've had an eating disorder and then just saying, no, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, okay, that must have been someone else that was throwing up all their food. Yeah. That must have been someone else that wasn't eating. Your Aunt Patty's mom, you know, Susie. We love Susie. We love Susie. Nothing but love for Susie. Such a sweetheart. She must be protected at all costs, Susie. <laughs> But she used to invite me over, I think it was it was either every Thursday or every Friday after me and Patty became friends, because I, I can't say this for certain, this is all just speculation, but I think Patty might have told her that I wasn't eating, yeah. and so they would invite me over basically every chance they got, and no one can resist Susie's food. Absolutely like, not, I'm it's eat- amazing. Absolutely, I'm eating that food, you know what I'm saying? She always took care of me, made sure I was fed. It's an everyday struggle once someone's dealt with it. They think about it all the time. People that think it's just like something they go through and then, oh, they're over it, it's fine. I think about it every day. Every time I eat, I think about it. I wish more people would be conscious of what they're saying. This guy I dated at one point, like his whole family is obsessed 
with fitness, like obsessed. All they do is talk about working out and the sports they do and stuff like that. And I'm like, no one's going to talk about if you're a good person or not. No, seriously. We're not going to talk about anything else you contribute to society. Do you think on the first date they don't drink wine and just drink protein shakes? Ew. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I hope not. That'd be ick. Protein shakes are good. They're tasty, but not on a first date. Someone's drinking a protein shake on a first date. They're not going to eat food. That defeats the purpose, I think. I don't know. I remember someone actually being told as a kid, their, their parent told them they weren't going to have an overweight son. What? Yeah. That's always really stuck with me because that right there, you're already telling your own child. You're equating you being proud of them with their weight yeah and their physique and how they look i just don't understand that at all and this of course is not to body shame anyone that is into fitness or you know sports or working out or anything like that you do your thing but it's it's when we start deciding that someone that isn't the same size as you or weighs more than you is somehow less than you my biggest fear is that one day you start feeling like your value as a person is linked to your weight. I don't think I'll ever feel that way or think that way. I hope not. I really hope I've done my job in that department. There's good supportive and bad supportive. And if you were to come to me and say, I think I'm ugly, I want to lose weight, and I want to look like this, I can either go the route of being like, okay, well, I'll help you look like that. Or I could correct that already skewed view that you seem to have of yourself and make sure that you see what we see. And I think parents for sure have struggled with that. I just don't think parents really think about it. They don't think about the comments they make to their kids because, I mean, most of the people that do make those comments are the same ones that say kids don't have feelings. Yeah. Or that their feelings don't matter. That care that carries through. Those people want to talk about how kids' feelings don't matter, but then they want to blame the fact that they're a dick on childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, guys. No, you can't. Ladies and gentlemen. Now for something a little bit lighter. Let's talk about supporting your kids when they choose a certain dietary lifestyle. Which I know may sound really weird um, coming from me, but I have personally always said that if my child decides they want to be vegan or vegetarian or, you know, any of those categories, as long as they are eating enough to keep themselves healthy and it's not about, you know, feeling pressure to lose weight or look a certain way, I'd want to be able to support that. And I am not one of those parents that says, you'll eat what I cook or you'll go to bed without supper. Like, okay, congratulations. You've planted that seed of resentment. Well done. So in April of last year, Piper told me she wanted to be pescatarian. And for those of you that don't know, a pescatarian is someone that only eats fish and seafood. Um, now they eat, you know, veggies and 
stuff like that. But they don't eat red meat. Anyone that knows me knows that I love a good steak. I love it. And I'm really good at making them. You are. But Piper wanted to be a pescatarian, and David and I both support that. And I thought that was really noble, if I'm honest. Um, and she stuck with it, and she's very adamant about it, even when we go out to eat. She will not eat red meat. If there happens to be something on the menu that she wants that seafood, she'll order that. But if not, she'll stick to just veggies. You know, um, we try to always go somewhere that includes fish and seafood for her. However, you guys, I have to admit, I never asked why she wanted to be pescatarian personally. And I'm sure a lot of parents will disagree with me here, which is fine. I could really give a shit. But I don't need to know why Piper wants to do something. All that matters to me is that she wants to do it. So she made that very clear that it was important to her. So it became important to us that we help her stick to that. <laughs> about two weeks ago when we were talking about doing this episode, I realized I hadn't asked Piper why she was pescatarian. And now I'm, I'm going to let her tell you guys why my child has decided to be pescatarian okay so i'm gonna give you all the backstory so this psychopath who is somewhat of a friend of mine is obsessed with jeffrey dahmer and when she told me that in the tv series he gives this woman a sandwich that is human meat i got so disgusted by that that i thought Maybe one day I was I could be eating a sandwich and not know that it was a human. And I know that that's probably really stupid, but it was a big fear of mine. And so I was like, you know, I could become a vegetarian. But in my mind, I was like, but I'm obsessed with seafood. It's amazing. So I decided to become pescatarian because you can obviously tell the difference between seafood and something like chicken or something. Or like a human. <laughs> and it, it was just a big fear of mine. And when I told my friends too, they all thought I was crazy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When you first said it to me and you were like, no, I wanted to be pescatarian to make sure I didn't ever eat a person. It's that's a how big you phrased fear. It, but that's how you phrased it. You said you wanted to be pescatarian because you wanted to make sure you never accidentally ate a human. Yeah, and I just and said I it like, like, like casual way. That's is that is that a thing? Like accidentally eating a person? And then you explained it to me and I understood. But <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's it's a big fear of mine. I get it. I mean, I don't want to eat a human. The weirdest thing though was when I was in my most recent play, one of the kids that I adopted fake adopted um yes i understand the concept yeah yeah um, with my my beautiful wife um and other wife of course oh, love um, my daughter-in-law yes i was telling them about that and he straight up said yeah but humans have a weird taste <gasps> and we were all like how on earth do you know that and he was like i just do he was like nothing don't worry about it well, it's the thing that, like, he's a weird kid in general, too. Like, he's a great person. but like, Aren't we all, kid. though? Seriously. But he was like, you just know. You just know. And we were like, do you have experience? And he was like, I have to find out. Ooh. And we were like. Not the um, have to find out. 
okay. And it was like, it was one of the matinee performances. So it was like 8.45 in the morning when he said that. I don't know why it cracks me up whenever you say what time of day it was. It's like something in your brain is like, it is 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Shan't be talking about eating a person. It's because. Can we please wait until at least dinner time to discuss eating people? least like no yeah dinner time i don't know it was just so random like he could have waited till intermission to say that (laughs) and like i get it with the school matinees intermission you're right it's the time of day that made the conversation weird yeah we just woke up being sarcastic oh (laughs) i mean honestly in closing i just really need people to understand that someone's weight is not any kind of factor in whether or not they are a good person, they're worth your time, or they're doing a good job in life. And I want to make sure that you know that growing up, because I don't want you to be affected. That's why I know that you say, whenever you tell me someone said something to you, you know, to you it's small, and you're like, it's not a big deal, it's fine. But then you see me, and I... I, call whoever it was that said it immediately or contact whoever it was and let them know that shit does not fly in this house. Yeah. And that if they continue to say things like that to my children about their weight or their body, they will not come around my children. If anyone out there is looking for guidance or help or some kind of influence when it comes to relearning how to think about food, and shifting your mindset from disordered eating, I would highly recommend checking out Colleen and No Food Rules and uh, her app, The Society. And again, that's spelled S-O-C-I-E-A-T-Y. That app is fantastic and it's great. She's amazing. Disordered eating is not something people should be ashamed to talk about. And it's not something people should be proud of pushing on someone else. As always, we would love to hear from all of you. If you've ever felt uncomfortable in your own body, you had any kind of experiences as a child that you'd like us to share or that you would just like to share with us, we would be happy to read that. We've gotten several emails from people after our first podcast. A lot from women that are young moms asking me advice, which I really appreciate. I love that they value what I have to say enough to ask. Um, Feel free to keep sending those in. We're going to have a podcast every few episodes that's just dedicated to answering emails and answering questions that have been sent in. So if you guys ever want to get in touch with us, just feel free to email me at Christina at I want to be like you.com. And if there are any teens out there that struggle with the way that they look or feel, you can always talk to us too and tell us about things that are going on in your life without any judgment. Yes, we do have several ways to reach us. Obviously my email, which I just mentioned And we also have Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We also have a YouTube channel that is just our podcast uploaded on that platform for people to listen. However, if someone wants to talk directly to Piper, you are welcome to do so. She is the one that runs our Instagram. And you can find us on Instagram at I Want to Be Like You podcast. But she is usually the one running that. So if if you're a teen or a preteen or just someone that you feel like Piper can relate to, 
and you have questions or are struggling with something, I can assure you there is no one better on this planet to talk to than Piper because she makes me feel comfortable in my own skin. She makes me feel good. Next week, we discuss what it was like for me to go from a single mom to a wife and mother of three. And what it was like for me to go from an only child to a big sister. Not only how we navigated that, but how we did it during a pandemic. Not having to stay home. Awful. I know. Especially with your family. Ugh. They're so annoying. Just kidding. Hate that for anyone that felt that way, but I don't think we've ever been happier than we were stuck in the house. It was so much fun. All we would do was play games. I know. We'd I mean, play like board games. Me watch and movies. David would bully each other, but well, that's yeah. beside the point. I, I don't think bully is the right word. Y'all are oddly fascinated with scaring the shit out of each other. Not anymore, though. Because he made you cry. What? Because of that time he made you cry. Oh, probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in, and if you want to join us for some behind-the-scenes and everyday fun, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget to hit that like and follow button on this channel so you never miss an episode.